Hey Soul Fam, welcome to your weekly dose of blackity black culture chats, creative inspiration, and a dab of womanly tea to go with your Taco Tuesday. I'm your soulful guide, Brittany, and I can't wait to serve you this tea, sis. Let's jump in. Hey Soul Fam, how are you doing? Ah, I hope y'all are doing well. It is a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday. Well, by the time you guys hear this, it will be Tuesday. Um, but I'm not recording this on a Tuesday. But anyways, um, so the name of this episode is called Value, like Val, Y-O-U, the pun, the pun. <laughs> but anyways, um, this topic is really important to me because, um, you know, as an entrepreneur and a business owner, um, it's really important for you to understand your value and where that starts. So as always, I love starting off the episodes with a reflection story. So let's reflect. So uh, as you guys know, or some of you should know, I am a doula and I received my uh, doula certification from National Black Doula Association located in Atlanta. Um, and Tracy is amazing. And during our, um, training in November, she was actually, you know, I think it was like the last day, um, we were talking about our value and how we price ourselves, you know, based on our value. And it was really crazy because she was just saying, you know, you cannot price yourself without, knowing or or relating your value for yourself and where you found your value in you know you can't define your price tag without knowing your value as a woman as a person whatever the case is and you know she asked us hey where where do you guys find your value or where have you gotten validation or you know whatever the kind of question was and it just you know, really made me stop and think like, huh, we started reflecting on past relationships and, you know, how we were devalued within those relationships. And it really just made me think, you know, about my own personal life, like my family life and family dynamic growing up and where I didn't feel valued. Um, My voice wasn't heard, things of that nature. And I don't really think I had like horrible past relationships. Um, my exes just kind of like stopped talking to me and we just mutually stopped talking to each other. So I didn't really have bad breakups. But anyways, um, I just realized that just having that conversation that last day, it's really crucial that you understand your value as a person, especially as a woman, um, because it's just really difficult to put yourself in a situation where you're asking someone to pay X amount of dollars and you don't believe it for yourself because you don't value yourself. And I know for me, it was really hard in the beginning and kind of in 2018 for me to name my price in my business and stand firm in it. Um, One, I am kind of an understand, not kind of, I am a very understanding person, especially when it comes to finances, because I grew up in a single parent household. And, you know, for me, I understand the value of a dollar. 
I understand the value of, you know, saving money and budgeting and all that stuff and living with little and making it stretch. And um, during that time, you know, you just during that time of me growing up, it made me really process life differently. You know, I had to understand that my value wasn't in material things because I went to school with people that were putting their value in material things. And I had to learn value within myself. And it was really difficult um, for me to find that value because I, I didn't really grow up um, in an, I don't want to say an error, but being black wasn't really a thing when I was a kid. Like you were black and that was okay. But now being older, being black and being a woman is so powerful and it means something, you know, and it holds value to be a black woman. And, you know, it's really hard to be self-conscious. It's not hard because I'm self-conscious, but it's hard to be self-conscious in this day and age, especially being a, a black female. And then adding that black female entrepreneurship, you know, you are even more valuable and even more powerful. But also, um, you know, knowing your value is important in naming your price. And it was important for me in naming my price and standing firm because I'm not a photographer that's going to charge you so much money. The reason being is because I don't think that it's necessary to charge you over a thousand dollars to capture your memories. Now, I'm a photographer and I know the tricks of the trade. I know what people do to make you look good. I know what buttons they press. I know how to make you look photoshopped. I know how to do all those things. Do I do that in my business? Absolutely not. Because that to me is not your authentic self. And I am all for authenticity. That is what I represent. That is what I teach my children. That is what I teach my, you know, will plan on teaching my mentees when I have when I reopen my nonprofit organization. And because of that, I think that everything that I stand for should be displayed within every avenue of my businesses, no matter what they are. And it's very important to me that I represent my clients as authentically as possible. And that means that I have to make sure that they feel comfortable and that they are valued and they understand their worth and, you know, they they really just get that you can be yourself and be authentic without having all that butchering. It's not necessary. But be, anyways, because of all of that, um, because of what I know and, and, you know, how quickly I pick up things, even if I don't know it, um, because YouTube is a thing, YouTube University. <laughs> um, but because of that and because of the years of experience, you know, um, I don't feel the need to charge people crazy money. Like, it's, it's just not a thing. But my prices still aren't cheap, you know. Um, and for me, it took a really long time because I, when I first started out, my prices were either free or 50 bucks, no matter what it was. I don't care if you had a wedding. I was too afraid to charge my price because I was a timid photographer. You know, I had a starter camera up until a few weeks ago. And I've been taking pictures with the same starter camera for 10 years. And you would you would not know that I had the same camera from when I started to now because I've learned how to use the camera. I've learned how to master my camera. And I told God, listen, I don't want another camera. 
until I master the one that I have because I cannot ask you to great to grace me and bless me with more if I am not faithful over the little. So because of that, I really took time to learn my camera and learn how to perfect, you know, how to maneuver it to get what I wanted. It may not have been the the quality that I was looking for, but the execution was there, the passion was there, and the vision was there. And I did everything I could to make sure, you know, that I I executed that correctly. So I had to raise my prices um, because one, in the game of photography, people book you for two reasons. Either you're super cheap or you're super popular. That's it. Nobody cares about your skill set. Nobody cares about, you know... Anything that you've done, they don't care what schools you went to. They don't care how many hours you put in studying. They don't care. Either you're cheap or you're popular. That's it. And I don't care what other photographers try to tell you. Oh, no, they like my style. Baby, everybody got the same style. Everybody knows how to pick up their phone and add a filter to make their picture look like Lucy Lou's over there or, you know, photo booth, photo, photo company over there. Everybody knows how to do that. But for me, what makes me stand out is the experience that you get with me. And I know that's so cliche, but I can promise you that you will never have an experience with any other photographer like you have with me. Um, And the reason being is because I treat you like your family. And that's why I call you guys soul fam. Like you're a part of my family. We kiki, we laugh. I tell you stories. I curse. We listen to music. You know, we just hash it out. But it it makes my clients feel comfortable. And when you're comfortable, then you're able to loosen up and really show your authentic self. But when you feel like you're on this display, you know, you really have to, you you unconsciously yet consciously sucking your stomach, poke out your butt. But when you're on my sessions, you don't do none of that. And it's not because you're not conscious of it. It's just because you're relaxed. And that's to me when you get the best image is when your client is relaxed. Um, So because of all of the time and effort that I put into my sessions, I had to raise my price. And, you know, I give people a lot more than what my price is if I had to be logical and be legit um, or you know, logical, um, what I charge is not even half of what I give. And that's why it's so frustrating when people don't want to book with me or, you know, don't see the value in what I do and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, you will not, you not only get the best experience and the most authentic experience, but my counterparts will charge you over a thousand dollars and only give you three images. I, there is not a single package that I have that is over $1,000 unless you combine my doula services and my photography package, my, my birth story photography. That's the only package that's over $1,000. No other one of my services are over $1,000. Why? Because to me, that's ridiculous. You're, ch- you're charging someone that much money for their memories. That's not your memory. Once you take the picture, you send them the images, you keep their their photos for 30 or 60 days and you delete it. And then their memory is gone. All you have is the pictures that you posted on Instagram or the, the, the five or six that you've saved. And they have the, the five or six that you edited. That's it. You know, so all those hundreds of pictures that a photographer spends taking, you don't get those. 
with me. I may send you 200 pictures. I may send you 100 pictures. And I go through every last one of them. I sit down in front of the computer for hours, multitasking, being a mom, being a wife, cooking, cleaning, folding clothes, doing all of those things. And I edit each one of your pictures. I don't just sit there and scroll through it, throw a filter on. No, I go through each and every photo. If there is a chair that I don't want in your background for 50 images, I'm removing a chair in 50 images. That's just me. And because of how particular I am about how I edit, what I edit, my experience or how I cater to my clients based on experience, you know, I, I set my prices the way that they are. But then I had to change myself. I had to be like, you know what, Brittany? Ooh, a sneeze is coming. I'm sorry, guys. There it is. Thank you. So I know somebody said bless you. <laughs> but anyways, um, you know, I had to set my my price to be what it is. But then I had to fix myself. And it took me a very long time to really recalibrate my mind to really process like, girl, you are about to send an invoice for a lot of money. Like, me personally, I, how I tell people to price price themselves, if you wouldn't pay that price, then that's a good price. You know, I'm, I wouldn't pay that price. And it's not because it's too expensive. It's just like, dang, I don't really have it. I want it and I'm going to do everything I can to get it. But dang, like that's like that's like an investment. And it makes you think about what you're investing in. And that's why I price my prices the way that, it, that I do. So to be transparent, my cheapest price is $400. And with that price, when you break down all of the expenses that I have, not even counting camera insurance, which I haven't even gotten yet, but when you sit down and, and expedite all of the, the gas, the parking charges, the equipment that I need, if we have to go to a studio, all of those things, I probably walk away with 50 bucks at the end of the, at the end of the day after all of my expenses. And for me, it's not even about, you know, the profit. It, it's not about that. I am a person that makes sure that my clients are satisfied, period. If that means that I have to go back and re-edit photos, I do that. Now, if you're just being picky and extra, I have, I have shut clients down. Um, I went in a whole PayPal dispute with this lady who wanted to be extra saying, oh, you got me and all of my pictures with my mouth open because you were at an event and you were talking nonstop. You did not take a breath. You did not come up for air. Your mouth never stayed closed. Not even when you were breathing and letting other people talk. All 17,000 of your teeth were showing while they were speaking. So guess what? That's what I captured because I couldn't do nothing else. It's no shade to you, but... I, I explained to her, you have to learn how to take pauses. I said, I don't know if you never had a photographer photograph your events, but normally when people know that there's a photographer there, they take pauses and they kind of pose so they can at least get some good images or they move their body a certain way or position themselves a certain way so they can get those semi-posed candid moments but when you're sitting there being yourself and you forget that the camera is there and you have your mouth open or you're making a scrunched up face, that's on you. 
you don't get your money back for that. I already performed a service. And that's another thing. Quickly, let me deviate and then go back. You, when you pay someone for a service, you do not get to ask for a refund once they have performed the service. I will repeat that again. When you pay someone for a service, you do not get to get a refund after they have performed the service. What does that mean, Britt? That means that if I have come and donated my time and you are not okay or you don't like the finished product, that is not my problem. Period. Now, me being the person I am, I will carry it and feel guilty and I will do everything in my power to make up for it. You will not get your money back because those bills have already been paid. But what will happen is I will comp you another service, you know, give you a discount or possibly make it free depending on the service and the need. Um, if you need some things re-edited, I'll go back and re-edit it. But other than, or, you know, whatever needs to be done. But you don't get your money back. I've already given you my time. You pay me for my time. And all of my agreements state that. You don't pay me for my talent. You pay me for my time. Because I am in a service-based industry. If you book me, then you already know my style. You already know all of these things. So you don't get to say, oh, well, I don't like the way my, my photos turned out. Too damn bad. I already performed the service. Take that L and go somewhere else. Now it took me a really long time to get to this point in my career and in you know in my walk as a photographer because before when all of my photographer um senseis as I like to call them such as Chuck Rare um who you know they they were like you can't be nice in this industry and it's not because you don't want to be but because you are in a service-based industry people will take advantage of you and that's in any service-based industry my husband has gotten hell in graphic design and he's been doing it a lot longer than me um i mean he has learned so many lessons like sending final final uh works and things without final payments like he learned so early on so many boo-boos and it has been horrible like to watch him go through those things. But now his business is so tight to the point where now we have combined our businesses, photography and graphic design. But he had to one, learn his value as I did. And he also had to fail. And back to my doula class, that's the one thing that stuck with me that um, Tracy said she she's the founder and instructor for the class um, but she said you're gonna fail you want to fail because those failures will teach you how to level up and tighten up in your business and because I have failed so many times you know doing favors doing this discounting people's services I got bumped this disrespected all of that stuff. People still put filters on my stuff after they signed an agreement that says not to put filters on my stuff. I even customized a text message that says your images are ready. Do not put filters on my stuff. Yet and still, I have people crop out my images, put filters on stuff. Now, if I was super petty, I would sue them. And would I win the case? Absolutely. Why? Because I dotted all my I's and crossed all my T's. I told you whether you sign the agreement or not, 
once you book your service with me and you continue to book your service through my website, then you have adhered to all of my terms and conditions and policies, which can change at any point. And no, I do not have to send out a notification to let you know it is your responsibility to go to my website and check. I have all the links plastered everywhere via email and on my website. And at one point, it was access accessible via the Linktree link on my photography Instagram. And people still did what they wanted to do. Yet if I went and really sued those same people, they would have a problem. But you shouldn't. You should read your agreements. People, read your agreements. It is in black and white. I have had one client that actually read her agreement. And she challenged me on every point. And it made me go back and read my own damn agreement because I had gotten an agreement template and just switched out my name. And I read through a couple things, added my own little verbiage, and that was it. But there were some things that I didn't go back and necessarily look at. And when she challenged me on it, I was like, you know what, Brittany, you fucked up. And I wasn't upset at her. I didn't have no problem with her. I was, I felt bad that I was like oblivious to what my own agreement said. Now, the moment that she said something, which is why I encourage all of y'all to always give me feedback because I'm not perfect and I fuck up sometimes. And when she told me, Brittany, here is your agreement that you sent me. This is what it said. When she said that, when she screenshotted and sent me back what I sent her, I had to go back and redo my agreements. And I was knit tight on it and she even left a review you know because I she was on my email list and still is on my email list like she wasn't salty she just said hey this is what you sent me you know it's cool that you changed it but just know that this is what your agreement says and we have no bad bad blood still still to this day but you know I had to go back and redo all of my structure and it wasn't until that one client read my shit and called me on it that I had to make a change. And at that point, it made me get serious about how I valued myself as a woman, how I valued myself as a business. And when you, when you fail so many times, you learn how to value yourself because you take time to figure out, okay, let me step back and let me assess why I keep fucking up. And when you start assessing all those times that you keep fucking up, then you realize that you're worth more than that. You're worth more than those failures. And you start putting more time into your craft, into your business, into your structure, into your agreements, into every nitty gritty detail. Because that failure has taught you to value yourself. And before you can charge your worth with tax and space for a tip... You have to learn how to value yourself, not only as a business person, not only as an entrepreneur, not only as a creative, but as a human being. You have to know your worth and you can't allow people to walk all over you. You cannot allow people to make you feel slighted because your prices are what they are. They are what they are. I've had people that were supposed to be my closest friends stand me up for photo shoots. When I sent them an invoice, they had a problem with it. Or they were like, Brittany, don't charge me too much. Hit me with that discount. No. So I cannot pay my cell phone bill on friendships or discounts because they don't give me a friendship discount. 
I cannot pay my children's daycare expense with friendship discounts. No, my price is this and this is what you're going to pay. When I pay you for your services, I don't ask you for a discount. I ask you to tell me the price, period. Now, if I offer you a cheaper rate, then understand that I value you as a person. And that's that. Like there are a list of people. I literally have a free list and there are just a small list of my friends who I will not charge or accept money from because they support me so heavy. I don't I don't have to question their loyalty. They don't put filters on my stuff. They promote my business quicker than I do. And because of that, I'm like, you know what? I'll never charge you. If whatever you need, I got you. And it is what it is. And once I let you know that, I'm not finna charge you because it you value me. And because you value me, it makes me step back and value myself even more. And I think that people get so caught up in money and the paper chase that they, one, don't value themselves, but they don't value their business and they don't value their clientele. I would never nickel, dime, and penny my clients because y'all are free marketing for me. Anytime you post an image, I require that you tag me, use a hashtag, or at me. If you want to do all three, fabuloso. If you don't, okay, choose one. But something's got to give because I will go on your Instagram and flag your shit. I'm not playing. But, um, you know, that's free marketing for you as a photographer or you as a person. When someone adds a credit, like, bro, just accept that shit. It, that, that's amazing. Someone saw value in you enough to not only pay you for your business, but to promote you for free. Bro, you know how much marketing costs? And I have a degree in marketing and public relations. You know how much we make to help you with your business? 70K on a good day, bro. 70K a year on a good day. And you don't have to drop that 70K or even that, that weekly or monthly or bi-weekly pay when you have to or when you have clientele that will promote you for free because you provided A1 service. You have to value yourself. You have to show up, you have to do the job, and you have to value your clientele. You have to, first of all, know your uh, your area of expertise, and you have to know what your competition's prices are. Now, me, I'm not the person that seeks out competition because that, for me, devalues me as a person. And the reason being is because I compare myself to people, or I used to compare myself to people. Um, and I had to stop following, like I went on an unfollow spree on my Instagrams because I'm like, if I look at your profile and feel slighted in my, my own personal appearance, I can't follow you because I shouldn't get on social media and feel like I'm not good enough because I follow somebody that I envy to the point where it makes me feel some type of way. No, you got to go. Whether that, whether it's because of your craft or just you as a woman, or a person, if you make me feel less than by signing on social media, I got to go and and you got to go. And, you know, it took me a really long time to get to that point, but I had to. And that brings me to my last story. And then I'm going to close this out because um, I feel like at this point, y'all are sick of my voice, my little raspy, sick voice. But anyways, um, the other day, my friend hosted a dance class. And during that dance class, 
um, first of all, I haven't danced in years. I was probably 10, 11, or 12 the last time I danced. Um, and of course, I was 20 pounds then, and I'm that plus hundreds of pounds now. And I was in a class with dancers, um, experts, other dance teachers, and then some people that just wanted to come to the, you know, class just to come. And, you know, it kind of baffled me when I was in the class because I was like, okay, I can do this. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good enough to do these moves. There's no issue. Now, I'm a little old and my knees ain't that good. But I felt confident about this class. And during the practice and the dry runs, I was good. I was Gucci. I was straight. But there was a girl in front of me who made me feel some kind of way. And I struggle horribly with anxiety right now. Um, after my daughter, my anxiety, I've never had anxiety until postpartum. Um, and I started, I, you know, I was doing good. And then all of a sudden my anxiety hit and it crept up and it just slowly started to get louder and the voices in my head started to get louder. And then all of a sudden I just started to draw a blank because the voices in my head were so loud, filled with doubt, comparing me to the chick in front of me. You know, it was just like, damn. And it wasn't like she was such a dancer, you know, and it, she, I'm not hating on her. She she could dance. She I can definitely tell that this wasn't her first rodeo. But what fucked me up was I was like, you know what? That's my husband's type. And I'm sitting here looking doofy, trying to dance to get in shape and support my friend, you know, who's in the class and my other friend who attended the class. And this chick in front of me is my husband's type. I'm never going to be her. I'm never going to amount to what she is. And that those voices in my head got so loud to the point where I just stopped valuing myself. <laughs> my confidence was shot and I just didn't feel like dancing anymore. So I was in group two. And when it was time for me to dance with my group, I did two moves and I walked off because my anxiety was so horrible that I couldn't do it. And it started to show on my face. And then when I went to just, you know, congratulate my friend after her class, I broke down. And on the whole 30-minute drive home, I was snot-nosed, hyperventilating, crying to the point where I was in a fast lane going 40 miles an hour on a highway. And the minimum speed limit is not even that. Like, I was driving so slow because I was hyperventilating. And then I was driving fast because I was just trying to get home and, and escape that anxiety. And it was horrible. I felt horrible that I allowed that anxiety to make me feel like I wasn't shit and I had to really pry and then I got home y'all I got home and my husband was standing there or on the computer and I just broke down and my kids saw me break down and they're hugging me and I'm crying more because I'm embarrassed that I I broke down in the class and to the point where people started noticing it on my face and it started to change their mood and their face and I was like, damn, this was about my friend. This was about her dance class. This was about her doing her first dance class. And it turned into her being there for me. And it wasn't about me, you know, but it was all because I lost sight of the value in myself and I allowed my anxiety to win the battle. And, you know, I'm not telling you to 
quit your anxiety. That's not what I'm telling you. One, go to therapy, but also understand that you still have to find value within yourself despite your anxiety. And I had to really check myself. You know, I was up after that, like four o'clock in the morning and I had to do a pep talk and I ugly cried in that bathroom and I went back to the bed and ugly cried some more and I prayed and I was like, okay, cool. So when's the next class? Cause I'm ready. I know, you know, I'm not going to be that girl. I'm not light skinned. I'm not hippie. You know, I don't have a flat stomach and I am never going to be her level of beauty, but I am who I am. This little booty matters. <laughs> And I'm going to do my part, you know, and I had to really just learn at that moment to revalue myself. And now I'm spreading to you guys that you have to know your value to price your services, to price your business and everything external, no matter what you do, if it's relationship wise, business wise, any endeavor that you do, any relationship you create, it starts with you. It starts with valuing yourself. You cannot pour from an empty cup. And that is something that I have learned heavily during my postpartum time. You cannot pour from an empty cup. You have to be whole before you start inviting people into your, it's inviting people to your table, period. And that starts with valuing you. Um, that's it. That's all. I, I literally felt like I lectured y'all this whole time and lectured myself at the same time. Um, but it's really important that you get this, y'all, because 2020 is about to be here any minute if this episode doesn't come out by 2020. <laughs> um, but you just have to value you. Val you. Y-O-U. Val dash Y-O-U. Get it? I'm going to make a shirt. And post it on my shop so y'all can wear it and embrace it. Put it on a, a note card. Value. And that's it. I hope y'all have a beautiful Tuesday. Um, eat lots of tacos for me. I am on a detox right now. So I really can't indulge the way that I want to on Taco Tuesday. But y'all eat some tacos for me. Enjoy your loved ones. Enjoy your self-care. And have a beautiful week. I will see you guys next week. Um, make sure that you like, subscribe, share. Um, Soulcast is on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So if you guys love it, make sure you give me those five stars. Leave a comment, rate, send feedback. Um, you can visit my site. It's hosted on sophiephoto.com backslash soulcast dash live and um, if you go on that site you'll be able to submit feedback topic submissions if you want to advertise um, all of those things so yeah connect with you guys next week bye thank you so much for connecting with me soul fam I pray peace over your week prosperity over your life and extra guacamole for your taco free of charge see you next time beautiful soul peace Soulcast is brought to you by Virality. Visit viralityco.com for all of your photography and digital design needs. <laughs>